0: Welcome to the Football Index Podcast, episode 100. And this time, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> <Not
1: a wanker>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today I'm at the Astronomer Pub in Liverpool Street, London for a very special episode of the podcast. I am joined by Sam Friedman. How are you doing, man? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. How have no you been? Much. Tell us a bit about yourself, for those that don't know.
2: Sure. Before I I'll just say that, I'll just say, um, when I first agreed to do this, you told me that uh, I asked you the other panellists were going to be, and you said, oh, there's going to be someone called Tall Bob. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, is that ironic, that tall? It's like, no, he's just really, really tall. So uh, I'm... Uh, we're a nice contrast here. Yeah, I, um, I, I didn't mean to sit you guys next yeah. to each other. I didn't plan it, I promise. Um, yeah, my day job, I run a charity. I've always worked in education, and I used to work for the government in this country uh, advising ministers on education. And now I run a charity that advises governments in mainly Africa and other countries uh, about education policy, so absolutely nothing to do with football. And I joined Football Index just over a year ago, summer 2018. Um, did your pod a couple of times since then. um, I mean, my particular interest, um, my sort of academic interest in the market is very much around the cognitive psychology, the behavioural psychology of markets. Um, And that's kind of what we've discussed the last couple of times I've been on on your pod. I think it's just such a fascinating example of how uh, behavioural psychology can be used to trade and make money so that's um, been my main interest since joining if you haven't realized by now sam is by far the smartest person in the room
0: <laughs> we're also joined by another smart guy maybe not as smart if is that all right in saying uh, lee many of you know as uh football index sotd on twitter how are you tell us a bit about yourself for those that don't know who you are Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for letting Sam go first.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm good. Other than staring at you lot, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure how I ended up here. Um, But yeah, I'm sort of ready for it. Ready for that. (laughs) Why don't you dig dig into your uh, football index
0: journey a little bit?
3: Uh, So yeah, so I've been on the index three years. Uh, spoke to loads of people in this room about it, loads of people outside of this room about it, tweet a lot about it, look at my portfolio quite a lot, and yeah, I'm generally an index addict. Um, <laughs>
0: this isn't an index anonymous, but... <laughs> Hang on.
3: Uh, Nick's a former employee. He's in here somewhere, so if he don't grasp me up and get me suspended for... Uh, being an addict but yeah so yeah I've been on Index 3 years I really love the product Um, it's not all about the money for me I really like uh, sort of the fantasy aspects about it and yeah it's been great so far hopefully it'll be great going forward
0: as well nice so I've, I've got the smartest man in the room on the pod and also the tallest man maybe (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. Need to do a, you know, a, a height off after this. Uh, till Bob, how are you doing? Tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you do as your day job and also how you fell into the kind of football index uh, world. Is my mic still on? I was just checking I did drop my mic there. Probably. Um, um, yeah, good. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, I'm Bob. I, I like football. <laughs> <laughs> That's it no, um, I joined the Football Index about two years ago I work in TV production and i just bought a house and was like, I've got no money how can I make some more money and found Football Index um, I think it was like through Top Cashback or something like that, some weird advert somewhere uh, I had seen it about six months before been on the website, didn't understand it looked again, I was like oh no, this looks actually quite interesting put a little bit of money in and kind of gone from there really
0: Fair play. So hopefully I've got the right people on the show to delve into what we're going to delve into, and we're I've first in gonna... the thousands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for support. <laughs>
0: Someone hug me. <laughs> no. remind remind myself to uh, to edit that out. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start by speaking about the scoring matrix that recently changed, and I think um, Sam, you might you might have some really interesting thoughts about this because it might actually change the way people think about the index the very you know underlying uh, properties or attributes I guess that are linked to the performance buzz so what what did you make of it the change that they kind of flipped the table added so many different things to it
2: I thought it was really good I mean we talked last time I came on your pod about it because it was sort of announced that it might be happening um, back then and I think they've done more or less the best possible job they could have done in terms of constructing a matrix that actually recognises proper performance. Um, If you look at the relationship now between the winners and the top scorers on PB and the uh, highest scored players on SofaScore or other scoring websites they're now much more correlated than they were before which says to me that they've got it right they are actually now reflecting performance properly in what they've done and they've picked out creativity which is what we talked last time with sort of key passes and so on but they've also they've sort of balanced that out with some sort of aerial jewels and more defensive things as well so I think overall they've made it. Um, much better. And from a trading point of view, what I really like about it is they've made it more predictable. So now it's mu- you know, there, there's this sort of pool of 3,000 players who can theoretically win, but actually now you're going to get a much, I think, over the course of the season, smaller pool of people who are actually winning more often because they are focusing in on the highest performing players now. So I think that's a really positive change as well. The only thing, really, that I would have done differently is... Um, and I know this is a bit controversial, would I'd have completely removed the um, game-winning goal aspect because it reduces... <laughs> and I know we're going to get some disagreement on this <laughs> here, but to me, anything that reduces randomness is a positive because it me- makes it more predictable and it makes it more easy to decide how to trade. And I really don't like it when random people who come out of nowhere and, and sort of take divs off, off a player who's performed better... Um, because they happen to have scored a goal at some point in the sequence. That just doesn't make any sense to me in terms of of making it a predictable and honest reflector of performance. But apart from that, I'm delighted with it. And I think it's actually re-engaged people in performance buzz as part of the market, which had really died a bit at the end of last season. And now a lot of those players, because they're a bit more predictable and because they're doing it every week, have risen back up again. And it's sort of encouraging people to reinvest in that part of the market, which I, I like. You
0: really like game-winning goals, so... uh.
3: I don't really like (laughs) game-winning goals. I
2: just think goals should
0: matter.
3: So I think people who score goals should have got more chance of game-winning goals, so their goals matter more. But I think, in far as changing the matrix, I think my judgment is probably reserved at the moment. Uh, I don't really know. I'm not sure with a comment whether people are more likely to win. And if they are more likely to win, I'm not sure by how much. I think we'll probably find that out I mean we've seen De Bruyne win what well, a couple so far but he's possibly done that before I'm not convinced <laughs> no that, that's no don't sell De Bruyne yet <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not convinced that how variable it will be yeah I mean there was a lot of the assists has obviously grown quite a lot and I think more than the assists the action behind assists like the the way so if you get assists you probably get big chance created you probably get all the other things and I think um, that's quite probably quite heavy I'm not sure yet uh, it's quite hard to tell um, but yeah
4: I kind of agree with both points in, the, in a strange <laughs> mix of the way I actually like gaming winning goal because I like the randomness that it actually adds in I think there's always someone on the other side of the coin when that game winning goal goes in someone's going to win someone's going to lose and you can the that you get that bet feeling when you go, oh, my player that I didn't think was in with a chance of winning all of a sudden's nicked PB for the day. Yes, there are people on the other side of the coin going, no, oh, he's just nicked Messi's star player or whatever. Um, I've kind of taken a step back over the last month so just to kind of see how the PB scores is going to play out. It's a little bit frustrating for me because all the players that I owned about two years ago <laughs> are winning PB. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, I think, slightly improved it. I think it's better for the platform that players that people know we've had a lot of new people join up this summer players that people know are winning the rewards and i think that's quite key for the platform at this moment in time whether that's sustained we'll see but i've overall quite like the changes
0: yeah i think they've at first it was kind of shocking in terms of how much they changed but when you actually see it play out it's been really positive i think we want on-pitch actions to really reflect on how valuable a player is, otherwise it doesn't really make sense. I do wonder if they could have changed game-winning goal to kind of meet in the middle between Sam and Lee so that it was actually the goal that goes in front, not the second goal in a a 7-1 drubbing, do you know what I mean?
3: I think keepers was probably the biggest change that we haven't really spoke about, but the keepers changed quite a lot in terms of actions and likelihood to win. I think we'll see them winning more on a uh, single
0: and double games more than ever
3: but yeah that was probably the biggest change actually rather than some of the other things
0: and i think the thing about the keeper actions as well when the stats first came out it wasn't really stats that you were really used to and, and could have easily found i mean there's a lot of you know stats heavy guys in this room i'm sure that we're probably looking at that change in the matrix and thinking where the hell do i find like keeper punches per year and i'm sure you know Joel from Index Edge and uh, Bishop standing over there looming uh, from Index Game, probably found them pretty quickly. But apart from them, I was kind of frantically searching, like, where the hell do you find those? Anything to add on the the keepers there, Yeah, I mean,
2: I just say, actually, I think the key thing with keepers is the long balls. That's what's made Mm. the real difference with that group. And I thought it would actually have more impact. Than it has done. We've had one keeper win on a triple day, which we had, I think there was only like three or four of those in the whole of last season. We've already had one of them, so I think you will see keepers winning more often, but probably not enough to really push up the value and create real kind of um, FOMO behind them. So I think I you
4: think need a perfect storm, wouldn't you? You need it to need, be someone who's likely to win MB at the same time, whether it's a mm. De Gea or an Allison or someone like that. That it's kind of caught the attention. They've on a run of clean sheets, so you're picking up.
3: Oh, high well, place, but
2: you do get the clean sheets. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you really want someone playing for a, a rubbish side who manages to get a clean sheet in a game where they've been, yeah. there's been a hundred shots against them. Yeah and kicks loads of long balls and then you're going to get someone but that's just not that mix of things isn't going to happen that often mm. but when it does yeah. they will score very highly
0: yeah. so like the guy from the Serie A who saved like yeah. 25 like shots or whatever. or whatever what was his he name Drogowski or something like that oh yeah Drogowski yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah, like yeah, yeah. A, you need kind of a miracle from a, from a smaller yeah. team to, to do something like that but uh, Lee you were going to say something?
3: no I'm just saying that they I think much I you improved. hate keepers but. I hate keepers <laughs> but uh, I can see why people go from it like 25, 26p and I don't think they've really took off this year as many people would, would have thought and I think that's just because of uh, the hype around the goal scorers and people playing into them but we could see that change but I think they've definitely the index in terms of matrix changes is probably goalkeeper position and creative players is the, is the big change
0: there was like, a lot of speculation whenever an announcement was made from Football Index that it was something to do with keepers, right? So maybe those keepers have had so much like hype into them in and out that when it actually happened, that they became more valuable, people were just kind of like, I can't really bother with this.
3: <laughs> people have made good money. I'm looking at Daniello. He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. made good money off keepers.
0: Think, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Has it changed your, your trading style at all the new matrix, though? Because I suppose when they flip the table that much... You kind of have to evaluate everyone in your portfolio, everyone you hold in a, in a completely different manner, right?
3: Yeah. Like I said before, I think it's pretty set-piece heavy or has come across that way. So I think people are lay, you know, piling into set-piece takers at the moment. Um, whether they win is another matter or whether they just score well. And I think that's probably what the index will find out in the next few months. Is that these just good scorers or are these winners?
2: And I think... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll find that out. I, I think it's too early to say. I mean, there's a couple of things I've changed. So I've got like blocks of my port that relate to different strategies, but the PB block, um, I've kind of done two main things as a result of the matrix. I've added in a bunch of players I didn't hold last year who score very highly but don't score goals very often in the midfield positions because goals now matter less under this matrix than they did before because assists and other creative actions are so much more important. So players like Verratti and Pjanic I've put back in, which I didn't have last year because I thought they would... Last year they were just going to score almost well enough to win but never quite win because they don't score. But now, as we've seen a couple of times, they are actually... Getting just about enough to actually win, and De Bruyne's 275 of two seven five. day was the highest ever score from any player without a goal. I think so. Like we're we're seeing that um, matter less, though it's still it's still um, important. And the other main change was to get rid of a lot of my central defenders, <laughs> and focus on attacking wing back and full back type players. Similar, really. I'm interested
4: to see what happens when. Messi and Neymar have both been out injured this season come back because I think that could change it again we could start seeing if they both hit hat-tricks at some point over the next couple of months we could be seeing scores we, well we will be seeing scores we've never seen before which then could just we'd be then re everyone we're evaluating right now so I'm kind of just I'm sitting a little bit further back at the minute kind of going okay what is a
0: good score at the moment I was just about to say you took the word out of my mouth there's people tweeting all the time like this player and that player has got this score and that score but by half time as well Yeah, <laughs> but we don't even know if those scores are good right yeah
3: we don't and I think there's a my trading strategy is basically if you've got a good score at half time lay into them as quick as I can because <laughs> uh, people are buying them and then yeah see how that goes but it's players are scoring well at the moment whether they score well and win I'm still not totally convinced
0: what are your thoughts I think um, there's been a few people I'm not speculating looking at the stats from this season compared to last season I don't know what that is the the average for each for uh, the overall position is about like between 30 and 40 points more than it used to be like do you see it slightly jarring when people talk about kind of like 170 being a good score 150 whatever yeah I think you've got to to readjust
2: about 30 or 40 from anything last season so yeah so you'd be you won't get many treble days, I think, where you where two fifty below two fifty is going to win now. Certainly in the midfield category. So yeah, you can't keep the old set of data in your head. You've got to sort of start processing with a new set of um, set of data. I actually think, but you've also got to take into account with the Champions League game coming up. They're on a one point two five multiplier. Mm. So you're going to get people who don't realise that, um, thinking that these players are getting unbelievable scores because they're on this multiplier. Um, I think Messi, when he scored five goals in that Champions League game, would probably have got five hundred now with against the multiplier Leverkusen. Back yeah, back yeah, yeah. Wow. against Leverkusen. So we, that's just one to watch. People overreacting to, I think.
3: Do you think when the, do you think when will they apply the
2: multiplier? I think they're going to apply it f- immediately. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be from for all the first European set of games yeah. after the internationals. Okay. It's, it's but you're going to have
3: you're going to have scores that are integers, right? I'm it's really wondering
2: more, about that. Yeah, how are they going to deal with whole numbers with yeah, the one point two five multiplier? Yeah.
3: Have they thought about that?
2: Any, yeah. any staff? Like <laughs> they probably haven't thought no, about no, it yet. I don't, don't figure, figure it out. Yeah. out. <laughs> Someone's in the crowd has just
0: said, it's FI, so it's clearly <laughs> round up or round down, right? But it yeah. is interesting that a lot of people haven't talked about two things, right? The Euro multiplier in the European games, but also the international games, right? Like, we saw crazy money going into these Euro 2020 fixtures or the qualifiers, is that something that traders really put at the back of their minds and just simply looked at the matrix at the start? Whereas, you know, if you cottoned on at the start, that, wow, there's a lot of money to be made in these multiplier players when they get into the you know, Champions League or Europa League and also these kind of uh, Euro qualifying teams that maybe are against teams that you probably find harder teams on a Sunday league pitch in London, right? That people have probably quite made quite a lot of money at recently but didn't really think about at the, the start of the matrix, right? But I think
3: Euros wasn't any... Surp- this Euro no. It was no surprise to me. I mean, World Cup, people were buying Peruvian players for, <laughs> yeah, you know... Is Jay Hall it? No, he's not <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually quite like Jay Hall, and he's, cha- he's changed quite a lot. Put that in the first minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, people were buying Peruvian players and all sorts, so it doesn't surprise me that um, people are buying people just for the Marcus Bergs and uh, people like that just for these games. It wouldn't surprise me if, if these teams qualify for the Euros that these players go even higher at
2: all. It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Do you think they should include cup games in general as well?
2: From their business model perspective, they should have as many games in there as possible because the fewer triple media days they have, the more money it's going to save them in the long run. So MB is the most expensive thing for them. So... I would have thought that they would continue to move in the direction of upping the number of games over time. I mean, I really like the change, and I don't think... I still, even now, don't think people have cottoned on to the additional value in the more expensive players. So, yeah, people are buying of 20p Swedish players, but they haven't cottoned on to the fact that people who play every game for England or France or Germany are now playing a significant proportion, more games, than other expensive players and that you haven't seen that reflected in the price really at all. They haven't moved relative to the other premium players who are Argentinian or or Brazilian. So I still think there's probably a bit of a margin that can be made there.
0: Rob, you looked like you were about to say something but then stop yourself. I would like to see the Cup games Mm -hmm.
4: in but I think they've got a massive problem that a lot of games, they're just going to not have a lot of the players on the index. That's the problem when you've got Man City play in Rotherham. Or potentially the data. Or the data for it as well, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone comparing City players are going to smash them five, six, I mean they do it with most teams anyway. But what it does gain you is players that are on the index that are maybe with, are on loan to League One, League Two, Championship teams. So it might make it more interesting in that respect, but there's a few tricky issues to get around there, I think.
0: I think the last question from me to you guys about the Matrix is, do you think it will change again? For, like, for me, I think that crosses are probably too heavily weighted and passes are probably too heavily weighted. Do you think Football Index will iterate on this matrix again? I don't know. It depends
3: if my app wins, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I, possibly. I, I think crosses might be... Not crosses, I think corners. Mm. That was an interesting... Yeah. Uh, could they take that out? I don't know. I
0: don't know if they could take crosses out, but there was no, a... Could
3: they take corners out? though? Cor- crosses from corners?
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know, but there was an interesting video that um, TIFO Football made about how set pieces are becoming less and less valuable in football and it really kind of opened my eyes as to how you know, few corners actually lead to big chances, let alone goals so I don't know if Football Index are trying to move in that direction because that's kind of how modern football is, is evolving it's like less people are scoring through corners so to speak, but again on the matrix it's reflected that those corner piece or set piece takers and corner takers are doing really well, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, at the moment, everyone's buying corner takers. Right? <laughs> I'm getting spreadsheets from Football Index AS, who's not here. But uh, at 2pm two, <laughs> 2 in the morning, <laughs> with all the corner takers on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that... Uh, that's what everyone's buying at the moment, but there's obviously a saturation point on that.
0: We saw that when PB first started, though, right? Yeah, like everyone looked that. at the the guys that, as you mentioned, scored highly but never really won, and we're we're seeing that again. Like, I think yeah. you know, in the inter game with Sensi and um, Brozovic, both scored really high, both went up, but only won one won. Right? So, do you think there'll be like kind of a consolidation of these PB
2: players? In yeah, the, and they'll have to plateau at some point, and because they always do but I think there's probably a bit more. The game now is people looking for ones who have, people haven't spotted yet, like Sahirna um, Burda, um, and sort of the ones who are still under a pound you might be able to get on still. I think the, those players who might sort of win three or four a season are... There's probably a two-pound kind of limit on most of them, so um, they'll plateau. My thing is, we're going through a
4: certain style of football at the minute with especially Pep and Klopp's influence... In three, four years' time, a completely different style of football could be in place. Does the matrix need to adapt every time that happens? Mm. And that's my only worry. like I think, for me, I don't think we should change the matrix again because I am investing right now based on what that matrix is. To so change it again in a year, and then another year, and the year after, I think could get really messy for people.
0: Got. but i was going to say to, to some extent that whenever fi introduce anything new whether it's matrix or not whether it's adding play dividends or euro qualifying to the pb matrix that your bet is changed to some extent or the value of your bet is changed. even ipo's IPO, every time an yeah, IPO's yeah. Added, well which you, you know thank you very much for saying that up for me <laughs> yeah. the next subject <laughs> I we're going to talk about it, is I ipos see, yeah. scream yeah. if you love ipos at the moment Woo! Hey! <laughs> not that many people <laughs> uh, so it's it's fair to say that FI haven't done like a great job of them really recently, right? I think we can all agree that. Um, Lee, what have you made of them?
3: I mean, I don't like IPOs in terms of it's fastest finger first wins. There's no skin involved, other than, not having a job. Uh, so <laughs> so, so, uh, so there's, there's no, yeah, there's there's no real there's no real skin involved. I mean, it's difficult for them, but. Tech-wise, I'm not sure. It's difficult for them tech-wise, obviously, but I don't really think it's that much of a success at the moment. I think they must get more complaints than anything about IPOs, I think.
0: I think the interesting thing is, and probably the bad thing for them, is that a lot of the IPO complaints come from new users rather than... Yeah. I mean, for us, we've been on for a while, right? We, we've we seen a lot of things from FI that are probably worse than IPOs. Worse. <laughs> worse. <Yeah. laughs> so for us, we're, we're probably not going to be the first in playing. But it's important that the big acquisition job that they've done really recently, it, or even in January as well, that matches up with how well they're doing kind of retention and, and regaining these users and a lot of these new users they want to see the players that they watch day in day out, they want to see the favourite youngsters that they love on the index to kind of trade
4: Or if even in case if someone's done research and found the player and they're go right I'm going to buy him because I think I've discovered him, they're not on there and that must be incredibly frustrating I haven't touched IPOs since it got opened up because I just don't just. I can never seem to find a player whenever I go on I just can't get in there quick enough and often get burned so I just gave up with them and I think probably a lot of people in the room were doing pretty similar by a little shaking of their heads um, that's not good for FI because mm. it's a case of it's people trading and they're stopping people from trading um, and it's something they've got to really sort out quite quickly I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've obviously been a total shambles over the last few <laughs> weeks. But, um, but I think through the shambles, they may have accidentally stumbled on it, on the right direction. So what they're doing now over the next sort of month is, is sort of putting up a list on a Sunday, having them all go out at random points during the week, which makes it actually not so much fast as finger first and actually um, gives more people a chance to actually assess the player and get on. I think they should go much, much further in that direction. So what I would love them to do is put absolutely everybody on, like create a football manager type database of like 20,000 players. Because then, uh, firstly, because it grows the market and creates enormous room for growth within that, Um, makes them money, which ultimately is good for us. But also because it actually allows you to use your football knowledge. Mm. Because the moment you spot some youngster, they won't be on. And by the time they are on, everyone will know about them and they'll IPO at £1.50 and you won't be able to make any money out of them. Whereas if everyone's on there, you can spot some semi-professional French player in League 2 who's, who, who's a 16-year-old who's going to make it, who you think is going to make it, get them for 10p, and then they might be worth 150 in a year's time. It actually means that your football knowledge can make you money, which is the promise on the pitch. So technical difficulties notwithstanding in terms of doing that, which I accept there probably are, I would love them to go in that direction and just push loads and loads of players out onto the market and make it much less of a... You know, the problem with IPOs in the past has been there's such tight demand on such a small number of players. With that, when you restrict supply like that, it creates weird distortions. So I just open the supply, put everyone on.
4: Would that tie into removing players from the index as well? Would you could do that at the same time? Everyone knows Robin's retired and we're seeing people piling into him to flip him quickly and stuff, which yes. just is bonkers. But could you do that at the same time? Totally, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean,
2: they should be doing that much quicker. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, it's like they either go, go one way or the other. so... For users, put everyone on. So like one way or the other, I think everyone on or limit the amount you can buy. Because I think mm. due, due to, to fairness, I think, you know, if you put a limited amount of footballers on at the time, I think they should give everyone a chance of buying so many at a decent price. So limit, like, you know, 500 futures or whatever to each person if it's a limited amount of footballers
0: or stick everyone on and... Let everyone go for it. There's a lot or a little they can do, right? They can either do the kind of random thing that they're currently planning on doing and maybe make the communication slightly better. (laughs) Or they could do the kind of like bidding process system that we've talked about. Or they can go as expansive as the kind of database thing that Sam's alluded to, which I think what we can all agree on is there are better solutions, right? Anything you want to add about POs here? Like, what do you think about one how pivotal they are for FI as a product and in terms of like enticing new users and also two kind of the reaction from the, the football index community on Twitter and otherwise has been to them so far Who are we going for? I zoned out halfway through so let you go
2: <laughs> I think they're really crucial to the market like I think ultimately have the bigger you can make the market the more room for growth there is in it the more room for people to adopt different strategies and take different approaches to be able to buy people on their local team that they've spot, they've watched in, in real life and have a good feeling about. I think it could add a huge amount of value and also I think a lot of people who use it have played Football Manager. Football Manager is a big kind of uh, precursor to Football Index and the more it feels like it I think the more attractive as a product it, it becomes as well so I'm very much in favour of them focusing more time and attention on it. I mean, obviously anything they mess up is going to get more and more attention and more and more abuse on, on Twitter because people have a lot of money wrapped up in this thing. And confidence in it is crucial to all of our investments. So whenever they mess up anything, whether it's communications or IPOs, then they're going to get stick.
4: Completely agree. I think I had the frustration the other week watching the Leon game. The young 16-year-old lad came on. Camavinga. There we go, Camavinga. Yeah. And spot on aren't you yeah (laughs) and I can't have been the only one I know I wasn't the only one and there will be people
0: who would have heard about him a year ago and been
4: frustrated that he wasn't on there but
0: can you buy him at 15 years old surely you can't like from a legal. Betting. I was going to say yeah, I
4: don't think we're, actually
2: buying.
0: we're not into. But we're not slave buying trade. anybody. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we I mean, don't
0: own Neymar.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's no slavery going on at any stage. <laughs> no, but
0: you know what I mean. Like yeah, I don't know if there's any. I mean, legal you could probably you could probably. Though.
2: I don't think there's any legal reason, but I think you might want to say yeah. sixteen. But I'll just
0: buy Messi's kids now. <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah.
4: um, yeah. The other side of it that we've talked about is the actual price of some of the IPO prices that are coming out which some of them would just seem absolutely ludicrous. Oh, go on, pulling your face.
3: But, but people are still buying, so... Yeah, true. If people are still buying, then they're priced price correctly to me, otherwise people wouldn't buy. I but
0: don't. I think people are buying just because they're an IPO. That's the thing, right? Like, there was someone... I think it might have even been someone in the room, maybe Soccer Index, who was saying... Um, he said, oh, if so-and-so had been IPO'd right now, and these were players that were kind of between AEP and a pound, they'd have flown right up. And maybe it's just kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy. And I know that word or that phrase is thrown around a lot in kind of the Football Index Twitter community. But it might be true, right? Like you could take a player right now that isn't really doing much, at say 60, 70, 80p. I them at one pound twenty, and they might go to £1.70, 80. You don't even know.
3: I mean, these players weren't going up 10p. They've, they've recently, they've been going up 80 and 90p. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to... You put them in too low everyone's yeah. taking money out to buy them mm. and then but it's, it's I mean, all because you're yeah. creating
2: a demand problem like right? they they're yeah. by putting so few people onto the index yeah. and because people like them when you have them everyone buys into them if you had more supply then people wouldn't they wouldn't yeah. be being pushed yeah, up agree. so much
0: so. i think they either have to put so many out at a random time that people are going to be like oh crap i'm going to have to focus on x y and Z. Or they're gonna have to do some sort of like bidding process, or this kind of more football manager style expansive approach. No more thoughts on IPOs. I thought that'd be get a few people's blood boiling. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I've stayed away from them for so long, I kind of have. People love them though. Well,
2: the yeah. Uh, some, yeah. People make yeah. loads of money off. Yeah. The only ones I've ever made money off are the ones <laughs> <of them. laughs> are the ones that happen when they put them out in the middle of the night. Because my toddler woke me up in the middle of the night yes. and I just happened to see them. So it's like, oh wow, I can get on some IPOs. I think
0: the, <laughs> the thing about it is though, like there's never going to be a... There was a lot of people like complaining a lot about that process, yes. right? But there's never going to be a good time to IPO players, right? 2 a.m. or 2 p.m., mm-hmm. someone's going to be a meet, in a meeting, someone's yeah. going to be asleep. You're not going to be able to cater it to everyone. It's impossible. So, uh, IPOs, I think that's something that FI have to work on. Uh, the next bit we're going to talk about is where you guys see football in the next 12 to 18 months. And I think, Bob, we were kind of having a beer over mm-hmm. at the bar earlier talking about how... Yeah, I bought the beer. People people are really excited about this next year, but we might actually see a kind of like a foundational consolidatory uh, year. Lee's just popped off for a beer. Yeah. (laughs) I've (laughs) seen
3: Nick go in the toilet. Turn
0: off the mic. We'll discount Lee for the whole of this portion.
2: Turn off the mic, Jesus.
4: I didn't think it'd get that
0: controversial. so Bob um, what what do you think of the index for the next 12 to 18 months since we've just been you know degraded to three members rather than four
4: I think you've got to look to look at the next 18 months you've got to look at the last 10 months and I think we saw a massive growth in January a lot of new users joining I think we've seen a massive growth over the last month or so as well I think a lot of people joined the index this summer that we probably haven't realised anybody new in the room actually been joined the last month six weeks who's joined in 2019 hands up so that's one out of two people in the room. No, um, I, no that's, that's not...
0: Yeah, probably one probably out of three, four, yeah. three, three four, bad.
4: yeah. Um, last three
0: months? Okay, Ooh, yeah. All right,
4: all right, not too bad. Um, I actually think we'll probably say pretty steady over the next three months or so. It'll be interesting if they run the same tri-January sort of promotion again. I think that could be quite. It it comes (laughs) around really quickly. It's like every 12 months and all that. Um, (laughs) um, I think that could be. It'd be really interesting what else FI has up its sleeve. Welcome back, Lee. Oh, he's back now. (laughs) We should have made an insult or something while he was out of the room. Um, Game winning girls are great. They will have a strategy in place for the next 18 months. They're not just going to let this sit for 18 months. So I think they will have to about the success that they've had so far. It will be continuing to grow their engagement figures without a doubt. I still think they've got to get the tech right. I think that it's there's going to be more attention needed to be going on. Some people will be getting, all right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've been on the next two years. One of my concerns is the tech. That if that still isn't right in six months' time, 12 months' time, am I still going to stick around? Probably through loyalty more than anything else. But are we going to see the growth we've seen in the last two years? I'd, I would love to, but I think they've got to do something special to do that. I think we
0: might, but maybe not very immediately, maybe not in the next 12 months. There's going to have to be some things that happen, whether it's tech-wise, whether it's the NASDAQ integration or partnership, however that works, whether it's the order books or the IPO process smoothing out. I think we will see growth as big as we have in the last two years at some point in the future. I just don't know if it's in the next 12 months, Sam. I don't know if you agree with that.
2: I mean, I think it depends a lot on what they do. Um, I think there's the potential for a massive growth in the product. Look, I mean, this is a great idea. How many sort of business ideas get 100 people to come and sit in a pub on a Saturday night talking about it? It's yeah. incredibly addictive. It's, I think, significantly better than sort of traditional gambling, which is what they're sort of pushing at the moment. I've never done traditional gambling, um, but I'm, I'm sort of happy to do this. But they need to do a certain things if they're going to sort of keep the sort of well, I joined last summer and it was worth about 10 million and now it's worth about 70 million. That's huge growth in a sort of 17, 18 month period. But to sort of maintain that now, yes, they absolutely need to get the tech right. Mm-hmm. That is crucial. And I'm hoping that this Nasdaq integration will do that. Um, they need to get order books because liquidity remains a big issue and you're not going to get Lots more serious big traders on the platform unless they do something more about liquidity. And at the moment, like I've got a bunch of high value players, premium players sat in a cell cube in there two weeks. I don't want to instant sell them because the spread is quite significant. I'd lose a lot of money. If they had order books, I would be able to find a buyer for them between the current sell price and the current buy price. And that would massively boost liquidity if they were to do that. I think throwing a lot more players onto the index would also provide the opportunity for growth, as I said earlier, as well. And ultimately, they're going to have to increase dividends, too. So there's a whole bunch of things that they can roll out in pieces over the next 18 months. And if they hit each one of those, they could get very, very serious growth. And there will be a tipping point there'll be a moment when this becomes a normal thing to do. Like, when, if they get it right, I mean, it could, it could not, but if they, hit, if they hit it right, there'll be a moment when this becomes a very common normal thing that people talk about in the pub on a Saturday. And they could go to a, a billion pound market. I honestly believe they could get to a billion quid if they get the, uh, not in 18 months, but eventually if they get the sequencing right over the next uh, 18 months. But tech is absolutely critical to that. Do you think with
4: odd books that's doable? Do you think that would make the product too complex for the everyday punter?
2: I don't. I mean, again, it depends on how you do them. But I don't. I mean, it is a complicated product anyway. And it's always going to attract a certain type of person who is happy with a certain level of complexity. But I think in order to really grow, they need more big traders. They have very few traders who have got more than 100 grand in, actually. Um, There are obviously a group of people who do. Anyone in the room with 100 grand in their account? No-one's going to shout about that. (laughs) Two, two. There we go. Beers on those people after this. (laughs) It's great to have more users who are putting 20 quid in a week, but you really want people to come in with half a million quid. And they're not going to do that unless the tech is excellent and unless there's liquidity, and liquidity comes from order books. So that, for me, is the two critical things. But that
0: point about the 10 £20 user... Those could be the five hundred thousand pounds investor, right? That doesn't necessarily have to be someone off the bat, but if it's someone that you can kind of acquire as a customer, and then they kind of understand the product, love the product, and six months later, you know, you've told me a, a multiple amount of times that you didn't go really big into football index for about a year.
3: It took me about a year to probably had a fifteen hundred pound in first year, and then um, I started speaking to Ross Dyer, that even people love or hate and uh, realised how much money I did and it gave me more confidence to put more in Uh, in terms of where we are in 12 to 18 months. I think if we actually went back 12 to 18 months, and I was talking to RC and SG earlier, uh, they're in in this room if you want to speak to them later, um, we've been saying, well, when do prices stop? And we are probably having the same conversation 12 months ago in terms of where do prices stop and obviously the more p- the more expensive players get, the less relative returns to to the prices. But I think it's difficult to tell. It's difficult to tell how far. I don't think any of us would have thought they'd have nearly half a million users in the middle of two thousand nine. I, I probably. I think we. You probably put a. Question out saying, mm. how many f- users do you think they'll have by the end of two thousand and, and mm. nineteen? I did like and a think, yeah, and yeah, and I think i said about three fifty. Yeah, and it's going to be like 500 five hundred, six hundred thousands. And I think order books, as Sam said, would create a professional, even more professional gamblers. I mean, we've got quite a few that we know on. Twitter, Panda, Big Don, Professional gammers, But I think you'll, if we get order books, I think we'll see even more money move across from places like Betfair onto the index if we see order books. So I think that could be, even though people are wary of them, I think that could be a game changer in terms of growth. But I think with order books, you probably need... I think the index are probably, as I see it, they're trying to grow the product, get more and more users to be able to introduce them. Because you probably need about... a. 25% of the money on the on the other side mm. and we've the number of users then um, that's not possible so that's probably mm. I, obviously I don't work there <laughs> but um, I think that's probably their tactic is to grow it as big as possible to a saturation point and then get the um know get that interest from the other side
0: it's going to be interesting how they work the order books in because it it seems like they've been coming for like over 18 months now and i think uh the pod that goes out with asp tomorrow we, we talked a lot about how they'd encourage people to put buy orders in Because obviously if you've got a cash balance of say a thousand quid, you kinda wanna either spend that instantaneously or spend it on a player that you think is gonna go up instantly after like an action happens, right? So how are they gonna encourage people to put a buy order and say Neymar at like six fifty just in case he breaks a leg or something? It's gonna be interesting to see if they do something like with a commission structure to encourage people to like put buy orders in, whether they split the commission between buys and sells, as we'd see in a lot of other exchanges, and then incentivize people to put buy orders in lower at the lower price and the commissions might be lower for example. I don't know what they could do. I think
3: I think I, s- I listened to the talking value um, mm. pod yesterday and I think the idea of having multiple buy orders but mm. once you've fulfilled one, the rest counts or mm-hmm. I'm hoping they go down that route because therefore you'd be able to put a lot more buy orders out and have limited money and the rest cancel rather than like a bet fair model mm.
0: where you'd need to fulfil them up front yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. any any more comments on, on the order books
2: I mean I think initially if they did it right now I think you'd see most of you'd only really see it being effective at the top of the market mm. I think on a few players yeah. like the Neymars and Mbappes and Messi's I think you probably would see quite a lot of activity I think you wouldn't have enough users or money to see that happening lower down <laughs> But even that would help liquidity a lot because a lot of money is tied in in those top 20 players, which is kind of sitting there because people can't easily sell. Mm. Um, If you made that process quicker... Uh, even that would release quite a lot of liquidity. So I think it would be worth doing as quickly as their tech allows them, which is probably with the NASDAQ platform whenever that happens.
0: Yeah, I think uh, a lot of hopes are being pinned on NASDAQ. Yes. (laughs) Um, Before we move on, just have to shout out to Index Game, the uh, sponsor of the event. So uh, Bishop, standing right over there. If you guys want to know... He says if, if you guys talk to him about Index Gain, he'll buy you a beer after. So uh, There's as much of a plug that, that you need. If you guys are listening at home, it's uh, indexgain.co.uk if you want to find out more and kind of upgrade your potential for, for making a lot of money on Football Index. So the next section, we're going to do a bit of a higher or lower, right? I'm going to shout out a player and a price. And if you think at Christmas, they'll hit that price or higher, you say higher. And if you think it's lower, say lower. Please do participate, otherwise this is going to get really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Neymar at Christmas, £8.50, higher or lower? Higher? 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 Or lower? Lower. Lower. So lower.
3: Thoughts? I think it'll be lower. And he's my... In terms of money, he's probably my most... Even Sancho must be close to my most own. I think it'll be lower just because the bottom end is still got quite a lot of sentiment in but I think he might get to 8 I think he might get to 8 I think he might return but then you look at K, I'm not going back to KDB but I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> uh, some sort of agenda yeah. going on here. but if you go back to KDB right, he's basically a, a PB player seeing at £4.50 right mm. and then Neymar I'm telling you now, Neymar's going to be better at PB than KDB, in my opinion. So there's, let's say, Neymar's £5 on PB only. So what are you willing to pay for him for MB? So in theory, £8.50 don't look too bad. If I compare him to... Kevin De Bruyne (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) lots
0: of uh, feeble shit uh, (laughs) in the
3: room it's interesting Uh, how
0: you split them there though right because KDB is probably not going to win Media Buzz
4: is he anytime soon I think if he carries on like he is doing I think he End of next season could start picking up MB. Mm. Interesting.
3: Is that <laughs> off it? <Yeah>. Um so
2: <laughs> before these two have yeah. it yeah. When I'm thinking about individual players, like, you have to think about a probability because there's so many variables involved. Like I think I'd say there's a twenty-five percent chance he'll be higher than eight pounds fifty. Twenty-five percent. Because in order to do that, he would have to win a series of PBs in a row and mm-hmm. create FOMO. Which could easily happen, mm-hmm. but I'd say there's you know, given how many players there are, etc., and the likelihood of that, and injuries, and all of the other things, I'd said I'd put a twenty-five percent chance. Interesting, interesting.
0: Before uh, the rest of this podcast turns out to be about Neymar, Mason Greenwood's <laughs> at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> <Rich's> Five pounds. <laughs> Five pounds at Christmas. Higher. Higher. Higher.
4: Higher. Higher.
0: Lower. Lower. <laughs>
3: I think he might go higher before I'm not sure whether he'll be higher at Christmas mm, okay. so yes I, and no I, 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 Yeah, I, I do think he'll hit £5 before and, but I don't know if he'll be there on the 25th of December
4: I am going to say higher purely because that's when I think he'll probably start his first game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do think that that Christmas run could be when he actually
0: genuinely starts up front it could also depend on the followers there. they could also be rumoured to sign someone
2: during Christmas so true True. Got to weigh those two up. Yeah. Sam? I'd put a 75% probability <laughs> on him being higher. <laughs> you're because, not saying yes or no. You're because you're <laughs> <being> <laughs> I'm actually making a point by not saying yes or no, which is that you have to think probabilistically when yeah. you're making these decisions. And I, I So I, the reason I'm saying 75% is that he's got two moments when he's going to get real momentum, which mm. is when he starts a game and when he scores. Mm. And they will push him up a lot because of, because of the hype around him and are those th- I think those things are 75% likely to happen before Christmas mm.
4: Mm. at the same time though do you think there are a lot of people ready to sell when those two things happen
2: I'm not sure there are I think mm. there's a lot of I'm people sure who either. believe in him
0: yeah. mm. Mm. rightly or wrongly rightly uh, or wrongly
2: I mean obviously he's <laughs> not won anything yet
0: so, alright what about Pjanic at Christmas £2.35 higher, 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 lower, higher lower, lower.
3: lower
0: that wasn't very so, convincing higher, higher lower, lower. Oh, uh, is probably
3: have it. I think this is where the difficult PB ones are going to come in because if he doesn't win, there's no way he's hitting 235. <laughs> if he does win, then yeah, maybe he might. So I'd say I personally think lower, but I wouldn't back against him hitting 235. But I think lower because I'm not sure he's got enough goals in him.
4: Depends if he's up against KDB on the match days. <laughs> yeah. uh, you never know
3: if Neymar will get repositioned. Yeah. True, yeah, true, yeah.
4: <laughs> Defensive. Um, again, it depends on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Sam's thing I'm going to say 50% chance of <laughs> <laughs> depending if he
0: gets those runs Sam's like damn I was going to say 50% <laughs> no, I,
2: I actually was because I think there is a 50 because I yeah. think like as you heard from the room it was quite even and I think like, if he is that what you're basing no no not at all I'm not doing, a wi- I'm not doing wisdom of crowds here I'm, I'm making but I think it is reflective of the fact it's quite difficult to price players like that at yeah. the moment um, I think he would probably need to win two more yeah, PBs to get to that price which I'd say he's probably got a 50% chance of doing, depending on exactly when Juve's game's for. Mm. I mean, what are, the odds,
3: on... what are the odds of him being less than 160? I'm not sure. 160, I don't That's
0: know.
2: So it's like the other way, isn't it?
3: Yeah, if he yeah, doesn't win anything, think, yeah, uh, but he'll he will, he'll start dropping. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's mm. difficult.
4: But a
0: Ronaldo injury or something like that could completely change it. Yeah, mm. essentially.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Mm. Jaden Sancho at Christmas, £9 higher. <laughs> 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 to be fair when I wrote this he was still like 7.30 or something like that so this is kind of unfair 8.50 mm. 8 pounds yeah. mm. yeah, <laughs> alright lower than 8 pounds yeah yeah, yeah so Two of, think, two of your biggest holes Yeah, biggest. Holds. <laughs> <laughs> and they both. I don't know. If that says a lot about your
3: trading. Those yeah. two, those two in KDB, my biggest holes <laughs> uh, um, Yeah. Um, no, that's a joke. Uh, Sancho. Yeah, I mean, I think Sancho is probably the. It's going to just track the growth yeah. most probably. I think more than any other player, maybe. I think him and Neymar have probably got the biggest chance of topping the index. Uh, disappointed he didn't start tonight. I think nine pounds too much. I don't think it'll be nine pound. Eight pounds. I think eight pounds possible. Um, but if he don't do nothing till Christmas he might start at about seven. But I think the big thing is that we're we're in a growth period where we've got a lot of sign ups and those sign ups. I've probably put like when I started, I've probably put a thousand pound in or hundred pound in, and they've probably seen all the uh, emails go out yesterday of uh, <laughs> mm. the profit, the monthly profit emails that I've noticed. Um, they've probably seen them, and they're probably going to ramp it up, and those those people might ramp it up. So I think Sancho probably depends on index growth rather than anything else.
2: Yeah, I'd say quite unlikely yep. before Christmas probably about 20% just because Dortmund aren't quite good enough to give you PB shots every week and enough PB shots to get the kind of FOMO he'd need to get to that kind of level and he's unlikely to get much MB before Christmas. I think then, at Chris, over that transfer p- window, you could start to see really heavy noise about his summer transfer and I think by the time you get to the summer when he's got the Euro finals and transfer noise he will be the most expensive player on the index i'm pretty confident of that i don't know what number that will be but it, it's got a lot going for him next summer
4: i was going to say rephrase the question say end of january and i think it's more likely. Mm. i don't think quite nine but in that eight between eight and eight pound fifty bracket potentially i'd say 50 percent potentially Mm. Um, quite <laughs> January, but I just think I do you think you can't just say fifty
2: percent to everything. That's I, can, like. I can. I'm very undecided on things.
4: <laughs> I knew you um, two yeah. would get on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, th- I, I do think we've seen it before. The market tends to slow slightly before Christmas because people are taking money out to pay for the presents and what have you. I'm just asking for extra Santos for Christmas.
3: <laughs> right, it's got January. it's got more potential than any player on yeah. the
4: index, right?
0: Yeah, uh, agreed. Totally, really. Yeah, totally. Mm, mm. Well, we're at our last section for this show It's going to be a Q&A So George, who was security earlier Is going to turn into a roaming mic man So if anyone wants to ask a question yeah. Any hands for a question, Q&A? One guy there, George in the... Cheers
3: uh... Hi there
0: Short time listener First time contributor <laughs> or, uh... My issue is a prospective investor would be, does it not undermine confidence in the market that the matrix seems to change in such a way and it creates volatility in the market that you potentially don't have confidence in the market when you make your investment as to how that investment is uh, essentially the profit that you make upon that. Mm. Sam, I think you talked a lot about the matrix and... Bob as well how it could change depending on like football philosophy so to speak so did you think that damages the confidence of a potential investor?
2: I think one of the biggest issues for any new investor to jump over is the fact this is a very weird market because the market maker creates all of the value both by like they can change divs they can change the matrix they can change the spreads. Like, There's a whole pool. It's not just that. That's one thing that can create, that can create change. There's a level of trust you have to put into the organisation that run it that you don't have to put in when you're trading Tesco shares or whatever because that has some intrinsic value in the outside world. So it's definitely one of their biggest risk areas. And I think if they mess about too much, they'll reduce that level of trust. I, mean, I think they could do it once, but I wouldn't want them to do it a lot.
3: I mean, the positional change is, is the... Perfect. Position change as well, right, Perfect exactly. example of messing around with people's holes and personally, I'm not a fan of that at all. Mm-hmm. I think they need to lock them in. And I think the more settled the index is in terms of rules, the more money it will see in. But obviously, you know, the PB matrix, people want to change. A few other things, people want changed and might be for the better. You've got to think, actually, that... For at the time in the index, I've been on three years. The index have made loads of changes, and despite there being the odd little crash on the way, every single change has been positive. I mean, if you look at IPD, it was deemed as Armageddon when they introduced that, and now it's probably I lost seen. I yeah. <laughs>
0: said that for your time I'm not sure if you are the right person. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's probably seen as some people's. Biggest positive now, I think. Um, Yeah, a lot of new traders. So so it's difficult to tell when they introduce something, it's actually difficult to tell how it's going to work out. Mm. I think I said about
4: when I was last on Figcast that I want a year where we're able to trade football, not everything else that Football Index is doing. Mm. Um, I actually now don't believe we will get that for at least three possibly four years I think there is always going to be changes that Football Index will, will make whether it's change to the matrix even deposit bonuses and things like that they have a massive effect on that market and I've kind of accepted that now that that's what we're kind of trading and um, I do think they have to get to the point where they're not Mm. making those changes
0: yeah because at the moment you're betting not only on the players but what the company may or may not do right which is I I think people are I think we've seen the drop off over this past week because people are potentially expecting
4: the birthday bonus that they've done Mm. the last two years people last Christmas were expecting the Christmas bonus they've done until they came out and said we're not doing a Christmas bonus and all of a sudden everyone right, okay here's my money back in and that's the case I think certain people are it's very difficult
3: because you see a lot of I mean I'm on Twitter a lot I'm sure a lot of many others are but. You have to be sympathetic with people who have placed their bets. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever people say, I think I think you do be. And I think it's hard for them to change. But so far, every change has been positive.
2: Let's hope that. And I really would sad. like them to sort out MB at some point. So, you know, <laughs> know like, that's another change I do want. And, and potentially know.
0: a bigger one than the PB problem because you're moving into so many different territories, yeah. adding loads of outlets, potentially having like a Spanish-German and French payout and then one that you know, is above all of those kind of like the star player thing that we've got going on now. Any other questions? Oh, Nick, Danilo, Someone broke the seal. So
4: this is for all of you, including you, Pat. <laughs> if you were Adam Cole for the day, right, and you could make one change to By Football way. Index and carte blanche, you can do whatever you want, what would you do?
3: Lee? I was going to say ban GM Key GM. Key. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, uh,
4: <laughs>
3: what would I do? I think it's difficult. I'd, I'd do up 642 PB. That's what I do. I think mm-hmm. triple, triple, treble. Treble, treble, treble. Double,
0: triple, triple. double,
3: single, double, treble, that's the one, one two, thing three. You
0: if you were the CEO for the <laughs> index, that's the one <laughs> thing.
3: But I, I honestly think if I think that looks so logical to people coming in, I think it like people might laugh about it, but I think it would actually make quite a big difference.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I didn't yeah. think you'd go for that. For, for yeah. me, it'd be the, the tech, right? I think mm. if I was the CEO for Football index, I'd be concentrating as much as I can on like making the product as scalable as possible and as um just available to handle as much of the traffic that it's seeing so far like we saw in january that they acquired like ridiculous amount of users i think it was in like january that they acquired more users the the thing is they're doing that despite
3: the tech yeah but but think about how much better it would be if
0: the tech was right tech bothers me
3: (laughs) however the tech the tech bothers me but i'm not sure in the growth period we're that concerned about it that's I'm concerned I think they, can, it, they or, can get away with
0: it, but yeah, I'm not sure for how much longer. And I think you want to nip that in the bud before you get close to that period where they can't get, you know, ahead of it. Like, if you look at all the apps that are really successful now or have come up or sprouted in the last, like, you know, say, like, five to ten years, a lot of them are, like, tech first and their tech is core to what their product is. I think that they really need to... Because at the moment, they've got, like, a really good product, but they didn't start off with really good tech and now they're kind of, like... Float along for quite a while but i'm not sure how much more that I can continue you know this isn't like in, i'm not speaking in months but it could be like a couple three years four years before someone's just like i've had it with them not improving the system
2: so
3: we can um, vote on it afterwards. It? <laughs> yeah. If
2: I were Adam Cole for the day, I'd be worried about some of my previous careers. Or you could be thinking back to them. <laughs> <aren't you? laughs> I think my wife would have concerns. Um, I uh, um, There's a whole list of stuff I do which I've talked about during the course of this evening. So I think actually the probably the biggest thing I'd I'd give them the list of everything I want them to do over the next 18 months. And i just tell them to believe in their own product more they're too risk averse for me in terms of pushing growth like I think they missed a real trick not putting dividends up at the beginning of this year I understand why they didn't because it's expensive to them and they they're getting growth anyway but they could have really ramped growth up much quicker if they'd just been a bit braver I think and I hope that when it comes to the tech when it comes to putting more players on the index when it comes to growth, on all of those things, they just are a bit more... They move a bit faster over the next right. year because I think ultimately like they're going to have to sell this company on at some point. They, they want that rapid growth.
0: I've always kind of thought about the aggressive thing is I'm not too sure about it. But I think they again, this goes back to the tech point when they got this many users acquired in January, they weren't really ready for it. Right. They didn't really have the capabilities to onboard that many people, both from a tech standpoint, but also from like a people standpoint. I genuinely don't think they had enough customer yeah. service people to yeah, like yeah. onboard all these people. But if you did, and you just like I don't know, doubled your actual user base in, in, in a month, you could have gone a lot more aggressive. To your point, Bob, I don't know what would you do if you were a much taller version of Adam Cole.
4: Hundred uh, <laughs> percent deposit bonus.
0: <laughs> uh, I lose thousands, but it'd be fine.
4: Um, Whatever happens, you seem to lose. Thousands. Yeah, yeah. How many thousands uh, have you got to lose? To, not many. <laughs> um, I was going to say tech. I was that was going to be my thing. It was get that right. I've always been impressed by what they've done with the marketing. I think that probably needs to
0: ramp up a little bit more as well. Right, I think we've got time for two more, two more questions. Anyone else? Two more questions? No? There was loads before. You got one, Danilo?
4: Hi, so what do you think of the spreads that they've been uh, just increasing to
0: 20 10% uh, just lately? The, the price. The spread. The
4: inconsistency, which has always been there, just doesn't make sense, uh, mm. logical sense to me anyway, but lately we've seen 10-20% slapped on people mm. for
0: no apparent reason. Yeah, Lee, you've got really strong opinions of this.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with Daniel. I think they're holding people back in terms of... I know quite a, people, quite a lot of people who play in-game, even though I don't really play in-game, and they're put off by buying, which is obviously bad for everyone. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you in terms of they're not positive at all. Um, I don't think there's any need for them, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they're not making money on goal scorers or whatever. I don't know the financials behind it, and I think that's the thing. But uh, How can you even
0: tell if they're making money from, like, say, IPDs? We we but even they can't, right? Because you can't attribute someone buying for like a goal or assist to... If someone's bought, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, we used we to have know. that before even IPDs.
3: Yeah, I think the inconsistency is the problem and the comms in terms of what they should be is the problem. If everyone understood what they were
4: and what they were going to be, then uh, that'd be good.
3: But I think um, yeah, the, we don't, and that's the problem completely. There's a
4: reason you don't see that market sell yeah. easily. For a lot of new users. I got burnt by it when I joined, is that market selling isn't known to a lot of people when they first joined to the index. And I think that's where FI are really kind of not being fair to the new joiners. And I think especially, we've seen over this last week, spreads come in in game of goal scorers because surely that must be costing FI in the commission. And they're going, actually, we, because all of a sudden everyone's trying to sell that goal scorer, the algorithm kicks in and it's a spread on because it thinks it's an injury or whatever. I don't personally believe that that's what it is. Mm. And it's something that could... I think that's somewhere where communications-wise I think they've got to do something quite soon as well, because I think that could really harm.
3: It, the the mm. thing is, it's a new thing, so mm. we've seen it in the World Cup and we've not really seen it since then. And because it's a new thing, everyone's, oh, what's this? So then you sort of take a step back and think, well, I don't want to commit as much, and I think that's the problem for everyone because they don't know what's going to happen next.
2: Yeah, I think that it looks like they've made a quite conscious decision to stop people selling off at midnight. That's what it looks like. And I'm not quite sure why, because I'd have thought that would be quite profitable to them. But it might be because they've had feedback from new users that they don't understand what's going on. Like, they're buying a player who scores, and then suddenly that player's worth 5p less after midnight. It's a sort of it's scaring people away. I wonder if that's the kind of logic. Yeah, I've seen a
3: comment it. on FITV, and it was like. Why has Lukaku gone down mm-hmm. yeah. after scoring? So,
2: yeah, it could be right. I think there's, they might be just trying to do something about that immediate volatility around IPDs because I think they kind of probably want people to buy into IPDs for the 30 days. And obviously at the moment they're being used a lot on, to flip. Mm. And it it feels like they made an active decision to try and stop that happening for whatever reason. Um, That would kind of defeat the purpose of
0: them, though, isn't it?
2: Well, I don't don't know. I think the purpose is is almost a marketing thing. It's to get Mm. people in because they like the idea of getting something every game for a goal or an assist rather than having to wait for this scoring system they don't really understand. And when you're doing that as a new user and then suddenly the player falls off a cliff and you don't really understand why it could actually undermine the purpose of ipds Mm. so like for people who know what they're doing and experience is obviously a great way to make money i do wonder if that's what they're thinking is that it's it's undermining their purpose of ipds which is less about money and more about marketing actually
0: yeah i I, i've kind of swayed towards that end especially in the, the taking value pod that you mentioned earlier we kind of talked about how it doesn't really matter if they're making money from ipds and you can't really compare it you know from like an accountancy perspective whether or not they are but if it's driving more users and, and getting more people to deposit and stuff, it doesn't really matter too much. But the spreads, I think, are, are quite interesting. You've, you've said a lot, Lee, that they should just experiment and just keep them as tight as they possibly can for two weeks and see what, they does, what that does for kind of the trading.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think if they kept them tight, it'd be Pandemonium. Yeah, it'd be, <laughs> be good to watch, though. Uh, maybe kept, not as fun it, if you're involved. <laughs> well, it depends, doesn't it? You, you adapt. So I think people have tried to adapt already after one day. I bet you most people, on Wednesday, I bet you, or Thursday, where the first game was, people were taking players into the game. Friday, I think people were probably selling before Mm, the game. mm. Um, Do FI want market sell or instant sell? I'm not sure. Mm. So that could have
0: something to do with it, Mm. I don't know. Time for one last question. Anyone? Oh, two there. (laughs) <laughs> I think the, the closest one's going to get it. Oh, yeah. Thanks um, <laughs>
4: apart, from tall, apart from Tall Bob Cheers <laughs> for playing on the mic yeah. <laughs> Just you could hear me Apart from Tall Bob who's clearly losing thousands Everyone's making money at the moment I think we contribute a lot of that to rapid growth So what happens when An awful lot of people who are making money easily Stop doing so so easily
0: <coughs> That's
4: a
2: good question Sam it's a great question. I wonder how many people think they're making money because they're really skilled at the moment. I think is, there's something called the, which you may, may know about, called the Dunning-Kruger effect, where, which means that most people think they're above average in any given thing, which obviously they can't be because it's average. So most people think they're a better driver than average. I don't. I'm a crap driver. But most people think they're a better driver than average. And I think probably most people on FI think they're a better trader than average. And obviously they're not. Which is why I don't look at how much money I'm making. I look at how much money I'm making versus the market. Like That's actually a much more important metric to me than how much money I'm making overall. Because then I know whether to change my strategy or or not. But I think a lot of people probably aren't doing that. And if it does stop, which I actually don't think is going to happen for quite a long time, I think there's a lot more growth, as I said, if they get things right. But at that point, the market will change a lot. Mm. And you'll suddenly have a lot of people realising they're actually not very good at it. And thinking about their strategy a lot more. But I think it's probably addictive enough that they won't immediately leave. They'll probably try and think about how to change their strategy first, and only after doing that and then failing again would they leave. So I think it's probably a window <laughs> when that does eventually happen.
4: Can Sam stop going first? Because it's really hard to follow. But my, the only thing I was going to say was that, that last bit. I think it is addictive enough that people will stick with it, even through those slow periods, even through a drop-off. We've seen those periods in the past couple of years where things go slightly quieter or... FI makes mistakes that mean you can't actually trade. Um, People still come back to it, and I think it's while it's getting those new users, I think that will be that will see it through that period. So I agree with Sam, it could be a few years yet till we get to that point. But then, I'm again, I'll lose more thousands. (laughs) I think you're
3: probably gonna have to be mentally tough. I think there's, I mean, we've had big drop offs that people, most people in here haven't experienced, but there was one summer we were seeing 3-4% a day people were going down and people stuck with it and uh, if that happened now I'm not sure how it would go (laughs) that would be Uh, a lot
0: more money as well that would actually drop out I know and yeah I think we've got
3: quite a lot more growth Mm. Uh, basically people like trading footballers like you can forget the dividends I think in terms of why people like playing FI they just like trading footballers kids have and been doing it since they were six in the exactly dish, and, and yeah. we think we're kids now yeah. playing a game and that's what people like but doing but so yeah and I think yeah. that's why people worry people are worried about dividends against returns and all this but actually people just like back, p- yeah. people just like playing the game so I think you know short term or, or medium term uh, everything's uh, going to be pretty good and then from then, there might be a couple of hiccups on the way, and then it will stable. And then we'll see the pros come in and, and probably clean up when ordered books come in. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think on on the back of that, and kind of to uh, Sam's point as well, the product is going to be so drastically different when that point comes or eventually where there's like a market cap or whatever that it will be completely different to what we know it as now whether that's order books or whatever Nasdaq's partnership is and how that affects the product whether there's ipds are dwarfed or ipds become like the the forefront of the product like we just don't know what it's going to be like at that point the one thing i will say though is that people stuck with it through those tough times because one they really loved the product as i think you alluded yeah. to but secondly they'd made a lot of money prior to that and i think that you look at it and say at those times people were really close to leaving because the comms were really bad the tech was awful but if those things are sorted then there's less chance of those people like dropping through the cracks so if there's like a two three percent drop people are gonna be like oh well you know i've still made quite a bit of money i really love the product you can't say a but but the text shit but the cons are awful like if those two things are cleaned up i think there's a less percentage of people that are gonna leave or w- when those things the, the happen. other
2: thing worth mentioning is markets are never ever flat you never get a flat market they will either be going up or down on any given day it will always go up or down and you'll have periods of, of dips and growth. So it won't actually be obvious when that's happening. It will take quite a long time to realise that the market has flattened out when it eventually happens. Because you'll get drops like we've seen you know, in the last few weeks, and then you'll get rise again, and then people will think maybe it's going to keep rising, and it'll drop a bit, and it will actually, you'll actually—you have to look at it over quite a long period before you can make that assessment, which also gives us more time as well. So I think even when it does happen, it won't be clear in, until sort of three or four months in retrospect that it has happened.
0: Any last comments? No? No? Well, uh, that rounds up a, a great show. Thank you very much for attending and thank you very much for listening. Before the rounds of applause, got got to do the outro. I'm sorry. Uh, where can people find out more about you, Lee? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, uh, Football
3: Index SOTD, and then, yeah, have a beer with me afterwards. Uh, buy a beer for me afterwards. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm up for going out So thank <laughs>
2: <you>. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's up for it I'm well up for it <laughs> Sam um, I'm on Index Gain under uh, Sam F and I also have a Twitter account Sam FR uh, However, I do tweet almost exclusively about politics and education, so if that's not your thing it's probably not the place to come for football um, but you can find me there if you ever want to ask me anything
4: uh, and yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter, surprisingly at TallBobFi. Um, <laughs> if you want to learn how to lose
0: thousands, uh, <laughs> thanks very much for coming on, guys. Uh, if you guys are, oh, <laughs> if you guys are listening and you're commuting, have a great commute. If you're not commuting, doing whatever you're doing, going out or on the way back from a night out, which would be a weird thing to do, listen to podcasts. And lastly, sorry if we Matt. didn't get to answer all your questions, but thank you all for being here, and thanks very much for the, the guests. Cheers, Thank you. Bars Thank you. open again. <laughs>